Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. I think it's Thursday. Is it Thursday, Hassel? It is Thursday. Feels like it's Tuesday. Yeah, I, it, I'm kind of all over the place, too. It's because the 4th of July fell on a Tuesday. So you have this uh, off day kind of right in the middle of the week. And then you were gone, so it probably feels even weirder for you. Yeah, I'm still not back on schedule. And it's it, this week, It's I was off Tuesday, and I work on Friday. I don't normally work on Fridays, so yeah, I'm all, I'm all over the place. Welcome to the program. It is the 6th of July. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery here in the Channel Seed Studios. The uh, Fairway Meat pictures were coming in hot. Man, I I didn't get my brats from Fairway because I can't because I never got the meat box. But look at those brats I was preparing, Williams, on 4th of July. Those are brats the way God intended. No, they're good. They look good. I I prefer the patty, but that's good. Why? It just tastes better to me. I like the bun. Um, here's the problem with the, the with the brat with the casing, the full brat. This is the one problem with it. it. Has nothing to do with the brat. Finding the proper bun. There's nothing worse than when you have that big brat and the bun just isn't up to par for it. You know what I mean? The the when you buns plan ahead and you used. Had a little slit in the middle, so it didn't it didn't open up like a regular hot dog, like a hoagie, like a hoagie, a hoagie style. has a slit in the middle. Well, a hoagie, yeah, down the middle. If, right? if you have the proper bun, that type of broad is really really good good stuff. The problem is most people don't think to have the proper bun for the brat. Telling you, I or mean, I've been eating brats for you. What do you put on your brat patty? Uh, cheese, ketchup, and mustard, just like a cheeseburger. What the hell? That is not a brat, man. That's disgusting. It's a brat. First of all, you don't put ketchup on a brat. Period. You don't put or you don't just put a ketchup on a drops. hot dog. Period. Oh, screw you. Yes, you do. If you want to put mustard, ketchup on it, you put ketchup on it. Don't and judge relish. everybody. Why well, always judging That's everybody? You could do onions, relish. maybe. Yeah. So, ugh. It doesn't need the relish. A lot of times I can just eat it with mustard. You sound like Harry Carey and Saturday Night Live. I'll smother myself in brown mustard and relish. I'd be so delicious. <laughs> Those brats were damn good. I ate, uh, I ate two. I could have eaten eight. Welcome to the program. We have a lot. Actually, like it was weird in, in our little process of getting the show ready chris was like i don't have a lot to talk about and i was like oh my god i could go for two hours today this was the first time and we've been doing this for almost a year first time that i was really struggling to come up with things that i i would like to talk about but the good news is we're almost all the way back to football season yeah 
And I have a couple of football topics today. Uh, one of your colleagues put out his Big Ten coach rankings, which I, I thought was really interesting. Is that your boy, then, Dennis Dodd? No, Tom Fornelli. Oh, Fornelli, yeah. I love Fornelli. Yeah. Really good He's a Big stuff. Ten guy. He, he, uh, I think he went to Illinois. I know he's an Illinois fan. He lives in the Chicago area. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit of realignment today because there's something really interesting developing out west. <laughs> and you can help me break that down. Uh-huh. Real quick, Van Winks did come over this weekend for the 4th of July. And we had a hell of a Great time. Time. What is it with you? We tried to fa- I tried to FaceTime you twice and you didn't answer. Didn't call me back. Don't even get a text. What is wrong with you? We were in bed by 9 p.m. Eastern, which is 8 your time, Monday and Tuesday. Because we don't we don't this wait for the sun the to go down. Light a spark. What the hell's wrong with you? you you're gonna get somebody killed, Williams. <laughs> Using a blowtorch, and then what was this thing? That's a flamethrower. <laughs> a flamethrower to light a puny little sparkler. <laughs> and what are you wearing? Fatigues? <laughs> yeah, that's a real uh, flamethrower. Yeah. I didn't know my neighbor had it, but you know, we were about ten deep and he was like, Yeah, I should get out the flamethrower and I was like, What? You oh have a flamethrower? He's like, Yeah, and I'm like, prove it. And then I'll be damned he got out the flamethrower. So this is why we're, there's so many videos now where you have neighborhood fireworks just go completely awry. Because you've got just drunk ass bastards I'm not, using I'm flamethrowers. I know what I'm doing, though. That's the difference. You I know, know what, what you're doing, doing with flamethrowers? I've flame been setting throwers? off fireworks since I was like eight, okay? Like, this is not... The problem I used is, to go around the neighborhood. My my buddy and I, I, I lived in a uh, cul-de-sac, and one of my friends, his name was Manny. Uh, he would go down to Mexico because he was he was Mexican. His, he had family down there, and he would come back with all these just crazy Mexican fireworks. Wow, and that sounds that sounds. We would our thing in the summertime was sneaking out in the middle of the night and lighting off fireworks, trying to, like, hit houses with them. Oh, my God. We would light them off on, like, the front stoop. You were a terrible kid. Yeah, yeah. And and then kind of got bored with that, and then I started lighting off fireworks. And so we would light them off and then run down the street to try to get away. Well, I thought it would be funny and it was, to uh, point the fireworks in a way that they would come shooting at us as we were running away and just scare the shit out of all my friends. And it did. It did. <laughs> we, nobody ever got hurt, stunningly. But see, I've had my fun. You, you know, when you're a kid, go, go do I didn't have any fun as a kid. You're an I, adult. I, I, had, I had a cop come into my house when I was in eighth grade and confiscate all the fireworks from underneath my bed because <laughs> we were shooting. Fu- yeah, now we were shooting go- fireworks off. Now you're in and, bed at eight o'clock. You know, because like I said, we were shooting them off at houses. We were shooting them off at people, at cars. Well, <laughs> one of the cars was a cop car. It hit the That's windshield a of a cop car. 
and it was right outside my house. You could have killed somebody. Yeah, so the cop comes in and asks where the fireworks are, and my my mom wasn't home, but uh, I had to let the cop in, came under my bed, and confiscated the all the... cop came into your room and started... Yes, <laughs> yes. went Did under my warrant? bed. No, but I think I just let him in. I think I just said, yeah, you can come in, they're under my bed. Because I was scared, I didn't. I didn't want to go to jail in eighth grade, and so poor Manny, all of his Mexican fireworks that he was hiding under my bed got confiscated. <laughs> What's Manny doing right now? Manny, uh, he's still in the Quad Cities. We should I, have I him on. We should have him I on as a know, guest. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he still goes to Mexico for those crazy fireworks, but man, he always had. Some cr- we we would just light off M80s in our hands. I mean, it was just it was insane, and we were just kids. I've had my fun, Mister Williams. That's why I've moved on. I've oh, I've matured. I, real quick, before we move on to the other stuff, I tried calling you the first night because I found out that my wife used to work with a furry. What? Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. Did she? <laughs> did did she work with the guy who walks around uh, Bondurant with a tail, or was it Shenandoah with a tail? It's Clorinda with a tail. Clorinda with a tail. So, what was this furry like? I don't know. I don't know the details, but she did say that we could be considered as like basically like, and I I don't get this, Chris. Um, to each their own. If it makes you happy, I don't give a shit what you do. But some people get offended if you talk about the furries because it's considered like an actual like sexual preference for some people. Like they actually consider themselves like cats. So she she told me she's like, yeah, I'd watch it. You're gonna offend some people, and I was like, oh wow. <clears throat> I feel like I if didn't you, know this. If you if if you want to have sex like a cat, that you you have to understand that some people are going to make fun of that. I, Do I don't they know. claw each other? Did Did you watch the documentary that I sent Not you guys? Yet. It was. Um, I'm going to. I haven't yet. I mentioned it on the show. It was a. It was probably from 20 years ago. I watched it with my my best friend John from high school. I remember watching it live when it came on. It was like was Manny there? True. No, I don't think Manny was there. He might have been. True Life, it was called like True Life Sex 2K, I'm a Furry, or something like that. (laughs) And they were interviewing all these people, and they were probably 20 or so. (laughs) That that cat kills me every time. (laughs) And they they would dress up in these costumes and they would have a little flap that they could open where they could take their genitals out and have sex with each other. And they would interview like the people, like the guy's mom is, is it and just the mom's cats? like, I don't know where I went wrong raising <laughs> little Tommy. We didn't even have a cat. And now he thinks he is one. Like, is it just cats or no, it's a, somebody it's a, be it's like, everything. Oh, I want to like be somebody's a, a somebody's I a pig. Be, I want to be an elephant. Somebody's just like a cartoon animal. The like anime just, thing is a big sex thing, I know. And they they would meet up at these conferences 
and hook up in their costumes. So it's like a Halloween, like a zoo Halloween orgy. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, it God. is. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It reminds me of Comic-Con. Have you ever Comic-Con. been to a Comic-Con? I really like them. They're cool. I've been to one. Like they're, I, But that's like where you go and you meet like the, uh, celebrities who have yeah, been in. Like I'm, it's stuff I'm interested in. There's like pro wrestlers there, like whatever. But a lot of times, like when you, when you go to them in these cities, like you'll just see hundreds of people dressed like superheroes. And I've always yeah, wondered yeah, I have, what the I re- what the background scene, you know, at yeah. the barcade is like that night. I ran into a furry uh, conference once. It was a they were all gathered in the lobby of this hotel I was at, but it was really late at night. Were, were they having sex? Well, it was it was weird. It was like they were all sprawled out. It was this big lobby in this big city. I don't remember where it was. And they were all like sprawled out onto the floor. What do you mean sprawled out? Like they were laying <laughs> on the. <laughs> yes, they were. They weren't. It wasn't just like ten people standing around. It was like a hundred people in these costumes, and they were taking up every bit of space on the floor. They were sitting on the floor. They were laying on the floor. They were sitting on laps. They were laying down on couches. They were in front of like this fireplace. It, it was almost as if the conference was happening right there in the lobby. I don't know what they were doing. Man. Why, why they, I don't know if they didn't have rooms, if they were waiting for their um, conference room to open up. I, it was weird. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And I, I went to my room and went to bed. I would have gotten a beer. Talk to these people. Get to know I them a do, little bit. I, do they... Th- yeah, I guess they talk. See, the weird thing, like How do they college mascots do don't they talk. Meow? You can't talk to them. But I think these furries do talk. Well, they're still people, right? Like, I mean. Well, so is Cy the mascot, but he's not going to talk to you. Yeah, because you don't want to freak out the kids. How did we get on this? Oh, because your wife worked with a furry. So what was the, did she give you any details? Like, what was this furry? Wait. Well. My Wait, wife hang was... on a second. So your wife is a vet. <laughs> yes. So this furry worked at the vet's office? Yeah. Yep. And dressed like up that. in a costume. I, I don't think to go to the work. furry dressed up like during work hours. Oh, uh, okay. I think that was the that was the after hour deal. Okay. Um, okay. Maybe we'll run into a furry conference when we go to Circa coming up next month. Like to in- invite you guys to join us. We'll, we'll be out there August 24th through the 27th signing up for Circa Survivor and Circa Million Five, the biggest pro football contest in Vegas. And that's week $14 zero. $14 million guaranteed in prizes. You week like zero that, for baby? college football, too. There'll be games on Saturday. Yeah. So we'll be out there. Uh, week zero games are on on Saturday. So come on out and join us and download the Circus Sports Iowa app. Thank them for supporting us here at Iowa Everywhere. All right, I want to do the social media thing and then get into our college football segments. Again, we're going to talk 
Uh, realignment with this San Diego State thing's really weird. I have a little bit of an announcement today. I can tease an announcement. Um, Wait, and then is, we're gonna... is, are, are you making an announcement or are you just teasing an I'm teasing one. I'm, ge- I'm making a partial announcement today, okay? Partial announcement. Okay. It's good. I'm really excited about it. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Kirk Ferentz's ranking and the <laughs> Tom Fornelli Big Ten coaches list. Uh, we've got to get an update on Hassel's pool. God, you're we'll promising a lot here on this program. Yeah, we got we got we got time. Um, Mark Zuckerberg has released threads. It is what many in tech are calling the quote Twitter killer. Is kind of this is this platform's nickname. I got on it last night. Um, you know, I I really reluctantly got on it. I don't want or need another social media platform in my life i really have zero ambition to do this but we are a digital media company and we have to be where the people are uh so it's kind of my job to be on it played around uh it's exactly like twitter (laughs) is it really yeah it's exactly like twitter i mean it's not as you could tell it's in its opening stages there's not a lot of like meat to it but I mean, you feel like you are on Twitter with this thing. I have some takes here, but what do you think, asshole, about this story? Uh, I just, I really hope that this doesn't mean a mass exodus from Twitter and we have to start another social media platform. I, I'm just, there's just so many right now. I mean, what, what are we looking at? We're looking at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, TikTok. TikTok. Those are the four main ones. Did you say uh, Facebook? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. A lot of people use Snapchat. I, I can't do that. I, it, Snapchat has never made any sense to me. I, I don't do that. And that's not something people use for covering sports. That, that's the thing about Twitter. That Twitter has been the platform for live events, yes. specifically sports. And I, I, I've invested so much time on that platform and i it has changed since elon musk took over and i don't think for the better now maybe that would change but that's that's not making me want to go just abandon ship and start over somewhere else i i would rather stick this out than just jump somewhere else and i feel like a lot of people are hoping that they can jump somewhere else, but be careful what you wish for. I mean, it, it's, it's hard totally changing your habits and building from scratch again. I mean, how long have we been using Twitter? 15 years? They do have we know the advantage. ins and the outs. We know the feed. Yeah. We know who we follow. We know who interacts with us. Even the anonymous accounts, we have gotten to know them. The one advantage that this platform has, it's not really starting from scratch because it it works with but, your Instagram and Facebook accounts. So, so. But starting from scratch, so you know your Facebook and Instagram people, but... Uh, yeah. So those are mostly friends, colleagues. Twitter is... My, this is my worry. Totally. And, it, and it's just more of a, a sociological thing than whatever um the i just think the last thing we need is just to dive even more into the echo chamber that is america in 2023 
so like the this thing's kind of getting framed now like oh all the liberal people are going over there because they don't like elon musk Mm -hmm. and then the conservative people are going to stay here because they like elon and he's a proud conservative and it's Mm -hmm. just like do we really need another and then it's going to be oh he uses twitter well he's a republican he's a MAGA. oh i can already see that happening now and like this is so stupid what i don't didn't elon musk say he voted for biden I don't know. I'm pretty sure he said that. He may have. I, I oh, don't really I care. just hate how everything has become political. But this oh, is, God. and like the way again, like the last thing I want to see is that it's just all the lefties go over there and all the righties stay over here, and then you make fun of the other group, and the tribalism no. kicks in. Oh, I'm a Threads guy. No, I'm a Twitter guy. It's like it's the last thing that our country needs. We need to be sharing ideas, not just. Hanging out and bad mouthing the people that don't agree with us. That's what this is turning into. I'll tell you that. Jeff right says now. yes. Elon Musk did say he voted for Biden. Like he's he's kind of been framed as because because he is out there. He's totally out there. But he's kind of being framed now as some kind of extremist. He did this crazy. to himself, by the way. I mean, yes, he's, and he brings it on. He li- yeah, he, he likes that kind of stuff. Yeah, something that I, something that I noticed too was that. There's no ads right now on the app, which I think will change. Obviously, there's Instagram ads, but that's the one thing I think with Musk taking over Twitter, he's finding every possible way to monetize it, which it wasn't like that before. Obviously, there were ads, but now he's paying. You know, you have to pay for being oh uh, god, yeah, verified. This stupid it's stuff about paying for how many tweets you see in a day. Like people, I think, are getting think, kind of fed up with that. Honestly, I, I think he is Musk. Sometimes just we'll we'll do something, we'll say something, we'll set some kind of limit just for the hell of it. Like just to see how people react. And I just think to see yeah. how much money he could make. And I think that's what's scaring people is just the instability of the app right now. And he, I think that's why people want to maybe find something new. I, again, well, I don't think Twitter's going away, but... He was trying to frame it, Matt. This is what annoyed me. He was trying mm-hmm. to frame it as like, oh, you all need to get outside and hang out with your family. That was not what that limit thing was. No, that was just trying to get people, more people, he to sign had, up. For he was the, kidding, right? I mean, yeah. he, he wasn't was he? being serious when he said that. No, I mean he couldn't have been because nobody bought it. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'd rather him just say like, "Hey, we're a privately owned company. We need to create revenue somehow. We're making or, a hey, I'm service. Just, I'm just gonna fuck around on here, and I, it, which I don't like. I. The, I thought that this could be a good thing when he took it over. It, it has not been so far. I, I will admit that, but I'm not jumping ship. I I, I might open I feel the like threads. I have to do both. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I, I feel like if it goes that way, I'm going to have to, and maybe I open one up just to see what it's like, just to dip my toe in. But I'm not a. I'm that, I don't think that's going to take time away from Twitter for me personally. Like I, I'm, I'm still going to try me. to spend as much time on there. It will for me because I only have so much, so many hours in a day. Like I can't well, that's, just... see. That's why you don't have kids. I mean, you can be like me. You, you can just, you have all the time. Well, it's twelve hours in it because I have to sleep for twelve hours. But I have twelve hours in a day where I can just do whatever the hell I want. You make me sick. <laughs> well, you make me sick. Oh, there's just look go sitting in your pool instead pool. of being on threads. There you go. Look at that. Look thing. at that thing. What are you Finally doing in done. that chair? You jumping into it? 
I'm I'm going like this. Spread eagle, baby. <laughs> I was spread eagle. I was I was uh, I don't know what that pose is in uh, Pilates or whatever the other thing is, but I just I told my wife, hey, go take a picture of me. I want to send it out to Williams and Company. How do you um, How do you like it? The pool? Yeah, is it nice? Love it. Absolutely love it. We've only been in it one day. We got in it on 4th of July. We were in there all day. The dog got in. We were having some cocktails in there. Um, Boy, you live a rough hot. life, Hassel. You get it was back like the Greece. hottest day that we have had, but it was nice in the pool. Did the dog know how to swim? The dog does not, has never really liked water for some reason, but it, we have this shelf where it's like a f- one foot deep where I'm sitting. It's like a sh- one foot deep shelf where we can kind of lay in a chair and be partly in the water and partly out. She likes to go and walk around on that shelf. Uh, to to wrap up that, because uh, our buddy Crit English says it's going to be fun to see how this conversation ages. I do think that this will catch on. What, threads? Yeah, I do. That's my prediction. You think it's going to... But do what to Twitter? I think over time it's going to seriously weaken Twitter. Oh, God. This isn't some ragtag, like, this is meta. Like, this is one of the biggest companies in the world. Like Zuckerberg and that company have deeper pockets than Twitter does, believe it or not. Like, Elon's already lost a ton of money on this. Like, I just can't, like, he's kind of, like you said, screwing around with this. It feels like I... I don't know if it could be. I'm not personal, cheering for it. I'm telling you, like my opinion, this is going to this is going to hurt Twitter. Isn't Elon the most the, the richest person in the world? Boy, he was up there, but this Twitter thing and then Tesla's stock fell. Now that's going back up. You know, luckily, like that's going back up. <laughs> luckily for me too, I have a lot of that. But you have a lot he, of Tesla stock. Yeah. Um, but he took a huge dent in this Twitter thing because the that like when he was screwing around being like oh i'll buy it for whatever the bear market hadn't really come in yet mm-hmm. like so he was he was talking about valuations when like the stimulus package bull was still going and then all of a sudden like the economy took a major downshift and like i mean he's lost a ton of money in this thing i'm just saying like Meta, the company, has much deeper pockets than what Twitter, a private company, has. However much Elon wants to continue to sell off his Tesla stock and put into that is is a different story. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this is a flash in the pan. I think that we all need to buckle up and grit our teeth and get on another platform, unfortunately. <sighs> God almighty. Save us. I know. I don't another want to do it either, but platform. we... Another platform that's apparently the exact same thing, but with it's stupid. Fewer I know bells and whistles right now because it's just a startup. So, so why? Why are we doing that? That's that's my question. Why? There's a good job. Are we leaving just Twitter because they hate Elon Musk? They'll do it. Just it's a, because so you're that. saying it's just a personal and political thing. I believe so. This is the United States of America in 2023. Mm. That's well, if that's the case, assessment. then neither one of them will ever reach the level that Twitter had reached because oh, it's going to split it. And then you're going to have somebody who's going to try to start a, a non-political Twitter killer. 
and all sports threads. Boy, it doesn't. Yeah, it sucks. I agree. I'm just, for my opinion, like, and I, I read about this for about three hours last night because I was obsessed with it. We were in a text chain and kind of talking about this. And then, you know, I had a couple people on our on my staff uh, from Cyclone Fanatic reach out. And then Maddie Van Winkle was all over it for Iowa Everywhere. And, like, I'm like, oh, shit, like, this is real. This is not a rinky-dink, like, run-of-the-mill. This thing has – hey, Matt, do me a favor. Search market cap – Meta, find out what their market cap is. They've got to be one of the top ten biggest companies in the entire world. Uh, this is this is not a rinky dink operation that that Twitter is up against. And before anybody brings it up, I do not want to watch those two rich idiots fight. That's the last thing I want to watch. <laughs> I would never pay to watch Mark Zuckerberg fight Elon Musk. I'll watch. The I UFC. wouldn't pay for it, but I might. There's nothing else. If if there's nothing else going on, I would watch them fight. I'm not paying for it though. Hell no. I don't pay to watch anybody fight. What are we looking at? Uh, a bunch of financial numbers. There should be a yeah. Rankings. I knew that. Matt, look up like rankings for market cap uh, for companies. What what, uh, what have we gotten into here? We're talking market caps for Meta. I'm just saying like this. Is why I think it'll live. Like I, I just they're so big. They already have Facebook and Instagram behind this thing. They're not starting out of nowhere. Correct. That's the terrifying part of all of it. Uh, it's the ninth biggest company in the world. Okay. Anyways. Uh, let's talk some college football for the second half of the show, shall we? Thank God, they say. I will be in Dallas next week for Big 12 Football Media Days. Uh, all of our we have media day special edition pods coming up in the next couple of weeks and it'll be presented by our buddies over at kelderman manufacturing uh, i told you a little bit about them on the show monday really good dudes as we'll continue to tell you about everything that they do i told you these guys they'll make your dream truck over at kelderman manufacturing check out their beautiful website you can get all the details on that they do all sorts of custom stuff farmers we're gonna have some great details for you coming up in the coming weeks as well of how kelderman manufacturing down in oscaloosa can make your life easier chad leistico from the des moines register is going to be our hawkeye correspondent at the big 10 football media days july 26th and 27th at lucas oil stadium so they do a little bit of um later than the big 12 i know you're not as into the realignment thing hassle but have you followed this south or this san diego state mountain west thing have you covered this on um on hq at all we have not done too much with this because san diego state doesn't really move the needle um, but I have, I've read about it and I can't figure out which side I want to root for. Cause part of me is like, yeah, yeah. Mountain West, give it to them. Sticking it to the they, guy. They just want to yeah. leave. And, and then I'm like, well, no, wait, hang on a second. Why am I, I'm not cheering for a conference that's going to try to pillage other teams and other conferences to come save their ass. Like there's no, there's nobody to root for here. Well, allow me to just think out loud. So mm -hmm. 
my brain, I was like, wh- why? W- okay, so for, I want to just catch everybody up really, really fast. San Diego State, a few weeks ago, sent a letter to the Mountain West, said, hey, we're probably leaving. Will you give us an extension? I mean, that's basically what they said. Mountain West comes back and says, okay, you're gone. And then Sa- San Diego State's like, no, wait, I mean, we're not officially gone. We're just exploring being gone. And Mountain West comes back, no, you're gone. We're keeping the money. And then San Diego State comes back, hey, you know what? I think we're going to stay. So now they want to be a full-fledged member. Mike, what I'm asking myself is what happened. Why, one, it was stupid to send that le- first letter in the first place. Well, clearly, Chris, yeah. San Diego State thought they had another bed partner. Correct. They thought they were jumping to either the Pac-12 or the Big 12. And then, for whatever reason, that did not happen in the time frame they thought it would. So what happened to have them go back to the mountain west and i'm just this is just a theory nobody's talking because for the longest time i was here in colorado to the big 12 is inevitable and it's happening and that very well still could be the case nobody has told me anything different that that's not going to happen but this is what i have in my brain so and keep in mind i'm an old big 12 guy i've covered this crap for a long time is the pac-12 has some sort of a deal like in line it's not official yet and there simply wasn't enough money to add two more teams and the Pac-12 says we're going to stick together just have a 10 team league because we have to split it fewer ways the Big 12 did this for 15 years and we're going to give this thing a go for for five years or so with the current group because again like I feel like Chris Colorado and Arizona and all these schools could have left for the Big 12 for eight months now or whatever it's been like this has been ongoing and I know it takes a while like this isn't something that just happens overnight but to me like the most logical move here like if if the Pac-12 is not going to expand that means they think they're not losing anybody and the only way they would know that they're not losing anybody is to have like the principles of a deal in place. So that would be my, it's not even an educated guess. Again, I'm just trying to put pieces of the puzzle together here Mm -hmm. and watch Colorado is going to join the big 12 tomorrow. Now that I've come on the air and said this, but again, I'm just trying to, because if, if the, if the PAC 12 is not expanding and they would lose Colorado and Arizona, they have eight teams. Mm Mm-hmm. I just I don't get why the Pac-12 wouldn't want San Diego State, whether yeah. they whether they are losing teams or not. The only reason they wouldn't is if they know what their money is going to be at. These companies said no, we're not going to give you extra money for San Diego State and mm-hmm. SMU. If you stay put at ten, you're gonna each school is going to make more than if you expand. But if you're the, the Pac-12, only thing I can think of. how can you? believe that Colorado and Arizona and Washington and Oregon, how can you believe that those schools are going to stay? I I just don't know how you could possibly think that. In my mind, those schools are as good as gone, whether it happens this month or next year or two years down the road. 
I completely agree. If I was the Big 12, I would add San Diego State right now. Mm-hmm. For Fits with the basketball powerhouse. Getting you that time zone. And more importantly, it's, you know, making your competition weaker. Because geography doesn't matter anymore. We, we know that. No, it means nothing. You know what else means nothing? A really smart person in the industry told me last night, it doesn't matter how many teams you have. So, like, in the back in the day, I was like, oh, well, they need travel partners, and they we need to get to an even number. That doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. None of that matters anymore. It's fascinating. All that uh, matters we'll is learn something next week. how much money the group of teams you have, the schools you have, will warrant come media deal time. That's it. That's all they care about right now. It's money. And it's media deals. That's where you're bringing in the money. Get to Kirk Ferentz here in just a second. Matt, did you get the video of this band that's playing at the Wild Rose Casino? It's called Firehouse. They've got big events coming up on July 20th at Wild Rose Casino in Emmitsburg, 21st at Wild Rose in Clinton, 22nd at Wild Rose in Jefferson. Again, this band is Firehouse. It's free show for all ages. They do like 80s and 90s rock. Hassel, you wish say, you this were looks as cool like, as these badasses from Firehouse. Hell this yeah. This video looks like it's from the 80s. Do they just... Is this new and they just shoot it like they want it to uh, look, look like it's from the 80s? I had a tip from uh, Johnny Liebel that the lead guitarist of Firehouse looks just like John Miller. <laughs> I was going to say, the John singer Miller looks like Zac Efron. Doesn't he? Have you seen Zac Efron right now? No. no. You should he's Google ripped. him. He's preparing to play. He's doing a movie for He-Man. Did you ever watch He-Man when we were kids? No. I'm not a comic book guy. Zac Efron looks like a caveman right now. It's freaking what? crazy. It's It blew my mind the other night. I couldn't quit looking at him. Can you pull that up, Van Wink? Try to find a Zac Efron picture you this band looks like they could rock 80s and 90s rock band firehouse they'll be at the wild rose casino and what 20th 21st and 22nd yeah look at zach efron right there if you're watching on the youtube feed that is a good looking man right there is it hell yeah not with that haircut good looking guy uh, that hair you look better your hair looks better than his you're not attracted to Zach Efron. Look at his haircut. Oh, I think his yeah, he's got bangs. Jesus. No, no, he's an attractive man. Tom Fornelli, your colleague at CBS. Has put Another out attractive his man. Top uh his ranking of Big 10 football coaches. So, for perspective, last year Kirk Ferentz was number 3. Mm-hmm. In the Big Ten. Big drop this year. He has dropped all the way to number eight. I'll read you a snippet of what Tom wrote. The Hawkeyes went eight and five last year. Hang on, I, I, and, but I don't, think, I don't think it's just Tom ranking them. I think it's like the staff, the CBS oh, Sports. Oh, okay. So they have like writers. Okay. Yeah, so this isn't just like one guy with a vendetta. Or, all right, don't go flame this, Tom. This is a, huh? I said, yeah, to our audience, don't go flame Tom Fornelli yes, for this. yes. 
the the right the writing says the Hawkeyes went eight and five last year with a bad offense and incredible defense, and that's basically what they've been doing for the last quarter century. While we don't know for sure, there are plenty of signs that Iowa is changing its offensive approach for 23 by actively using the transfer portal. If Iowa rebounds in 2023, will our voters do the same? <laughs> but again, that's the biggest drop in the Big Ten. Pat Fitzgerald dropped as well from six to nine. Uh, fascinating rankings here. Can I see? I'd like to see the the whole list. I'd like to see like who I, is ahead of Ferentz now. I've got it for you right here. Okay. Um, one is Jim Harbaugh. Sure. That yes, absolutely. You have to. Put I would him take one. him over Ryan Day. Uh, you have number to. Two. He's beating him yep. head to head, back to back years. Luke Fickle at number three. R- so Ryan Day's to Fickle three. Yep. The one uh, James Franklin at four is interesting. The most interesting one to me is Brett Bielema at five. Um, I mean, pretty you. I guess if you take into account where you're doing what, it, what he's done in the Big Ten, how many? I mean, he won several Big Ten championships at Wisconsin, did he not? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't really consider his Wisconsin reign, but I probably should. Okay, PJ Fleck is ahead of Ferentz. Yes. Now that's the. This is where it gets really juicy. Yeah, Fleck at six and Matt Rule at seven. But Matt Rule, like, I honestly think that he is an underrated college coach. And let me explain. He's been great in college. Yeah, what he did at Baylor, taking over after the old the Bryles thing, is truly incredible. Mm-hmm. How good they were under him pretty quickly, too. So, I know a lot of Iowa fans will, like, look at this and scoff, but... You know, there is a reason why the NFL was all over Matt Rule while he was at Baylor, albeit he failed in the NFL. But then you have Ference at eight, Pat Fitzgerald at nine, Mel Tucker at number ten. The the only one that I strongly disagree with that's ahead of Ference is PJ Fleck. I'm fine putting um Bielema. He he he's won multiple Big Ten championships at Wisconsin. Um, I'm I'm fine with Rule because I think if you ranked the top ten coaches, period, a few years ago, his last year at Baylor, he would be in there. Kirk Ferentz would not. Um, and I get why they dropped him to eight. And last year, they had a team capable of at least competing for a Big Ten championship, maybe even a playoff spot if they just had an offense with a pulse. And, you know, you can say, well, what was he supposed to do? Spencer Petrus was the only option. That's his fault. The fact that they got into that predicament was Spencer Petrus at quarterback and nobody else that could take those reps from him. That is Kirk Ferentz's fault. There's no excuse for that. Mm-hmm. And there's also no excuse for how bad the offensive line has been the last two years. So I, I, I really don't have a problem with it. I probably would have put him sixth or seventh. I definitely wouldn't have put him behind P.J. Fleck. Fleck seems really overrated to me. He's, done, mean, an, oh, he's done a pretty good job at Minnesota. Pretty good job. That's, that's it. Well, what, have they, what has he yeah. accomplished at Minnesota? 
they're not they're not at Iowa's level. Kirk Ferentz has pretty much owned him. And they and I I'd love to go back too. I want to say they've benefited from soft schedules too, like missing out on, and that does matter. Like I I know the whole well you play who's in front of you. I get it. But listen, I lived through the McCarney era. Like McCarney's big years were the years that Texas and Oklahoma weren't yeah. on the schedule. It matters. Sure. And I'm telling you, these Big Ten West teams, it's like you're not going to have that cocoon anymore. It mm-hmm. does matter going forward. It, it Iowa's job for whoever replaces Kirk, whenever it is, if it's LeVar Woods or if they would go outside or whatever, it's more difficult going forward, albeit. Feels like Iowa's pretty good at this NIL thing. So far, so good. Now, we haven't yeah. seen anything on the field yet, but the way they've they been working NIL, season. their re- recruiting has been pretty good. Um, <laughs> Look, when you look at the Iowa program, it's like 75, 80% of it is really good to great. It's just that... 20% that sucks ass that brings them down to eight wins. That's one of the worst in the country. Right. Not just bad, like it. it's the worst mm-hmm. in the entire conference. And kudos to them for really trying to address that this offseason. I, I wish they would have done it a year ago. They should have done it a year ago or even two years ago. You knew what you had in Spencer Petras and these backup quarterbacks, and you had to know the offensive line was crap. I mean, Ference isn't a dummy. Why? Why did it take this long to take this kind of step? How's Fickle gonna do? Boy, that scares me. As an Iowa fan, Luke Fickle, who took Cincinnati to national prominence in the college football playoff is now back in the Big Ten. He was at Ohio State for many, many years, and he's at my number one rival for Iowa, which is Wisconsin. What do you mean your number one rival? Number one rival in the Big Ten. That's oh, in the we, Big Ten, okay. Yeah, I, not, not, you know me. I, I, I would say Iowa State. That's what I, was, I was flabbergasted by that. I think competitively, though, it's Wisconsin. Because, let's be honest, I, I think the Iowa-Iowa State game means the most. Does Wisconsin has the hate most you guys passion. like like you hate them? I don't like. I know I they don't hate think it's, I don't think it's at, at that level. Because I think I they think, see like more, well, yeah. Minnesota is their big hatred one, right? Like that yeah, would be the... Yeah, but, a, you know, that's kind of lost. Minnesota's been so bad and hasn't been nationally prominent for 50 years. Wisconsin's on a on a different level. I think Wisconsin probably looks at Michigan and Ohio State, Penn State. But I I think he's going to do really well. I think Wisconsin Wisconsin's been able to be that team in that division for years and now you know, now we're breaking out of the divisions, and I think Wisconsin's in the best spot to um, to continue what they've been doing. Where everybody else, you talked about the schedule, and now it's not going to be insulated with the Big Ten West just playing each other all the time. I think Wisconsin is the team that 
teams like Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, that's the team they would fear the most out of the Big Ten West for sure, especially now with Luke Fickle. What a what an interesting league, though, when you look at these coaches. Rule makes it really interesting. You know, even Fitzgerald, I mean, I feel like – He's a he's a weirdo, man. Like he's, he's done more with less, yeah, than anybody. But then he'll Maybe have so bad years where they just they win like one game, yeah. But you always got to worry that he's going to jump up and bite you, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you're Iowa, because the the way that they play, yeah, they play just like Iowa. Is Mel Tucker ever going to be? Jeez, is he ever going to win again? I think he's the most overrated coach. Definitely yeah, the most overpaid that? coach. Do you remember the Mel Tucker sweepstakes that one season? Oh my God. You look back at that now. Woo. He fleeced him. Woo. We are in the Channel Seed Studios. Two guys named Chris here on the 6th of July. On this social media deal, just real quick, you can find us on twi- Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And now on Matt, you got to get a little Threads thing. You're right. Get the High five. Little, I'll get on get it. the little Threads logo. Yeah, because can... we're also on YouTube. Yep. Uh, what's that other thing? YouTube, Pod- That's a, Apple Podcast, Podcast, yeah, podcast. Yeah. wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow That's us a, everywhere. Count seven. Iowa everywhere. So the pool's up and running. Um, our other story. So I I missed this. So Keegan Murray's playing in the summer league. <laughs> Yes. I didn't he, I didn't I totally missed this. He played on Monday, which was the first day of uh of summer league. So this is the you know, you think of summer league as as the Vegas summer league. That gets going on Friday, this Friday. But they have in Sacramento and in Salt Lake City, they have like really small summer league games that begin on, on Monday. And Keegan Murray was playing and he put up twenty nine points. I mean he was just toying with these guys. And people, whether they were Iowa fans or just NBA fans, they were stunned to see him out there after, I mean, this guy started every game for a playoff team, his rookie season. He was a first team all rookie and he's out there playing in the summer league. But I think it's great because I just think of the whole load management thing which has just taken over the NBA. Yep. And we're, we're always bitching about guys not wanting to play. And here's Keegan Murray, who exceeded all expectations, well, at every stop, but now is a rookie. And he wants to go out there and play on July 3rd against like a G League squad. Did you guys see this too? Kenyon Murray tweeted about this, about why he's playing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Keegan, uh, Kenyon saying he's only playing two games, proud of the improvements that he's made to his body and his game. And he said that, you know, practice reps just don't do it. He wanted to, you know, kind of play, play in a real game and, and put that work to the test. And boy, he looked great. 29 points. It was the second most anybody scored in summer league on Monday. I'm not. I'm not surprised by this. There's a. There's a reason in, in basketball way more than football. It's really difficult to be very lightly recruited and, and go on to be a lottery pick. 
they don't miss on the five-star basketball guys nearly as much as they mm-hmm. do in football. And you don't do what the Murray twins did to go from like hardly anyone recruiting you to being where they are now without an incredible work ethic. And this is just more validation to that, in my opinion. I, was I remember Ross to... Peterson and I, how wrong we were. We kind of made a joke when the Murray twins signed at Iowa because it was like Fran wasn't recruiting very well and like <laughs> and like how bad we look now. And like those guys have worked their asses off to get to this point. The, I'm with you. This is this is awesome. Yeah, what, they Good were going to play King. Juco ball in Iowa? They didn't have any offers. Yeah. And so they went and played an extra year of high school and get the offers from Iowa and my God, they're both in the NBA and Keegan set the record for the most threes by a rookie in a single season. And he's out there playing hard in summer league after taking his team to the playoffs. That's pretty cool. I feel like that's the Jersey. You know, we got to get a couple of Iowa jerseys up in the studio because it's it was cyclone fanatic is we we had started the studio a long time before iowa everywhere even existed and i bought all these jerseys and whatnot do you have an iowa football jersey i don't i used to have from my childhood i i think i've gotten rid of them and i i wish i didn't i had the tim dwight and cedric shaw ones with the wings on them how sick would those have been those would have been great for the office yeah Bohannon's supposed to be getting me one of his. So we'll have okay. that. And then I really would like to get a Chris Street one. Yes. I mean, I feel like that's... Listen, I mean, I, I can't put up a... I'm not putting a Connor McCaffrey jersey up in there. You know, well, who like, the I hell gotta, would want you to put a Connor McCaffrey jersey? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I, I hope the Why would you, that's, you... You're supposed to put jerseys up of guys that have made a difference and are were really good. Don't the, the Bohannon street next to each other with the whole free throw thing? I think mm-hmm. I can yeah. see that. That'd be nice. Yep. That'd be nice. I like that. But so maybe you got, you Settles got, you could help a, me out. You got to have a football one. Settles is my guy. Yeah, see, I got yeah. a Settles jersey back there. Yeah, I see, see that. That's awesome. Like, he's my homie. He's probably my favorite Hawkeye of all time. I wonder if Settles could. Think he's got any fours lying around anywhere? I did find a sick one. You'll like this. Of uh, what, Somebody sent it to me on Twitter. I appreciate whoever did. A Marcus Pfizer Bulls jersey. <laughs> I want the most random jerseys possible. Be like, what What jersey does he have up today? Like, I have a Deontay Burton Thunder jersey in there. Like, that's the type of stuff I okay. want people to have to yeah. think about it, you know? Um, Just super random. You can get, like, a B.J. Armstrong Hornets yeah. jersey. Oh. Wasn't B.J. Armstrong the first pick in the expansion draft for the Raptors. Jeez, I I do not remember that. Matt, look that up. BJ Armstrong NBA expansion draft cuz he was he, playing for the I don't the Bulls. remember him playing for the Raptors cuz he and went from he the traded, Bulls to the Hornets. I swear he was the first pick. This is just going well, off of memory here. He that was is my right around player. the time that the the Raptors came into the league. Yeah, because that was the old, that was the first jersey of any sort that I ever had in my life was a B.J. Armstrong Bulls jersey when I was a kid growing up. What's that say? 
Uh, you might yeah. be right. He was. He was the first pick. So then yeah, they expansion right. But then he immediately got traded. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Wild times. Kyle says he's got a Jackson Broman Suns jersey. That's sick too. That would be a that would be a good one. I I would do some bad things to to get that one from you, Kyle. <laughs> That's pretty cool. God rest his soul. What a cool guy, Jackson Broman. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Next week's going to be nuts. We will have a normal show on Monday, and then I will be heading out on Tuesday for oh. Big 12 Media Days. Oh, so what are we going to do on for Thursday's show? I'll, I'll just do it from Dallas. Although okay. I might I might be doing it from Jerry World somewhere, but I'll be around in some capacity. But it'll be okay. newsy. I mean, Brett Yormark speaking. I mean, you've got all these four new yeah, schools. Yeah, we're getting so. into it now. Yeah, it's on We've starting We've almost next made it week. through the offseason. Appreciate everybody for watching, listening. Find us at any of these social media feeds on your screen. He's Chris Hassel from Matt Van Winkle, Aiden Wyatt. I'm Chris Williams signing off here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.